Hello, and welcome to Light in the Dark, an unofficial Star Wars podcast about one man's hyperspace journey to complete the entirety of Star Wars canon in about a year. I'm your host, the guy who's completely tired of the political battles between the nine families and just wants what's right for the Chiss ascendancy, Dan McGillan. And definitely the Chiss ascendancy is on my mind this week, um, primarily because I am reading the first of the new uh, Thrawn books, Thrawn, uh, I think it's Thrawn Ascendancy is the name of the, is the name of the novel. It just came out, uh, in the last uh, few weeks or so, and it's, uh, really good, like all the other Thrawn books, actually. Um, the thing I think I really appreciate it the mo- about it the most is the fact that it's just very different. Like, the Chiss are very different, how they approach uh, war, how they approach the concept of, you know, their, their their place in the universe it's just very different from you know the rest of the this the races and species or whatever in uh star wars um so that's kind of cool and then you know honestly uh, although i don't generally like uh sherlock holmes very much uh thrawn himself is basically sherlock holmes but with blue skin and red eyes um so you know he's entertaining and uh he he doesn't have he not he's not a very uh polished person as far as his social skills and his ability to see the politics of a situation but yet despite that um he's incredibly effective at what he does because he's just so smart and able to draw connections uh anyway so i'm working on that this week but i didn't finish it uh so we'll leave that be um beyond that uh but it is is, so far it's a great book i'm about two-thirds through and really enjoying it uh, should finish it in the next day or two. Um, I better finish it the next day or two. Honestly, uh, I really should finish it in the next day if I'm to be keeping on schedule for the pages I'm supposed to be reading. Um, so it's been an interesting week. Um, it's been a challenging week. Uh, obviously, in in the real world, not a galaxy far, far away, but a planet in, in a uh, solar system, you know, right here. Uh, specifically in a country, you know, the one I live in, the United States, uh, it's been an, it's been a really weird week. Um, of course, we had a major election, and then a lot of uncertainty about how that was going to fall, and then more certainty, but no definitive answer for several days. Um, so I found a lot of my time this past week uh, was following what was going on with that, what was happening, uh, how things were changing, just trying to understand the situation as it was developing. Um, so I didn't get as much time in Star Wars stuff as I probably should have. I probably would have been just fine not following the politics quite so heavily or, or at all beyond, okay, we don't have an answer yet. I guess I'll see when they do. Uh, and then just spending all that time I spent reading 538 and several other online sources (laughs) probably would have been better off just, you know, reading Star Wars books, um, would have had the exact same net effect in the end, uh, potentially with a little bit less crazy nightmares and uh, concern about the future. Uh, but anyway, uh, we do have a resolution to that election now. Um, I know some people think we don't, but it seems pretty clear to me that we do. Um, how we get from here to January 20th or whatever is, is kind of open and up in the air, but this isn't a, uh, this isn't a podcast about, uh, United States politics. This is a podcast about star Wars. So let's talk about some star Wars. So, uh, as I said, I didn't get much time or uh, spend much time on uh, Star Wars Pursuits this week. Um, but I did finish five items, uh, which is not a lot, but they were all lengthier, or many of them were lengthier. Okay, there's five items. There's many, 
<laughs> they were what they were. Um, but that puts me at uh, 1,246 items out of 11, excuse me, 1,181, which is about 65 items ahead or about 17 days ahead of where I'm supposed to be in terms of number of items. Um, so what did I do this week? Uh, well, the first thing, uh, and, and this is one that I, I do want to talk about some at some length, is episodes two and three of Vader Immortal. So that's that Star Wars VR series that I've been talking about and that got me on that long rant about VR last week, about it as a medium. Um, what to say, really, uh, without getting too deep into the storyline, uh, it's just really good. Um, it tells an interesting story. It's about you as your character, but it's it's as much about Vader but he featured, despite the fact that it's really about him and his goals and desires, he figures into the actual storyline a very short period of time in the actual uh, sequence of events. Um, it's really good. It's just good. Um, it, it helps refocus some of his, his uh, interest and desires and where what, what Vader's motivations are as a character, and I think it makes him a lot more interesting as a character. Uh, when you take all of the various things, uh, so obviously, you know, Padme dies, the kids are born, he doesn't know, and then the things that happen to him immediately after that, the various things he pursues. So you have the situation um, that's covered in the comics where he tries to find a way to pass through the veil and he travels kind of through the veil to the other side to try and find Padme and bring her back or to see her or whatever. Um, which is some of the most beautiful art in, in the comics. It's some of the most touching and meaningful um, storyline. It shows you so much about Vader and who he is. You also have uh, the, the storyline here from Vader immortal where he is attempting to find a different way to bring her back, uh, Padme back. Uh, you've just got all of these different things he's trying to do. He has secrets and plots and plans within plans in much the same way that uh, Emperor Palpatine does. And these are all things that he hides from his emperor. He doesn't share the specifics of what he's doing. In fact, he's deliberately hiding them. And then you get to, um, actually, another thing that I've been listening to this week, uh, but is not on this week's accomplishments, uh, you get to the Dr. Aphra audiobook. So it's retelling a portion of the run of Dr. Aphra. I have not quite figured out exactly which range of the comics we're talking about yet. I believe, I'm going to go back and look when it's when I'm done to find the, uh, where it starts and where it stops, but I believe it starts at, at the original Dr. Aphra comic series with issue number one. And it covers uh, quite a bit of the uh, comics, I believe. I don't know if it goes all the way to 56 or wherever it, that series ended. I suspect it does not, um, just because of how long it takes to cover each story. When, um, where they can just show things with you know a line or two of text, it's really hard to do that in a, in an audiobook form, especially fully acted. So it ends up, it's a lot of uh, Dr. Afra monologuing about her thoughts on what's going on and what's happened jumping back, jumping forward, some kind of weird messing with time sorts of things. Uh, but in any case, uh, of course, so she, so the thing that, that interests me about this for Vader's arc is the fact that Vader is so, for, for so long, desperate to bring Padme back. 
He wants to her to have not died. He wants to. He he believes that he's responsible for her death. Um, he wants to see if he can bring her back any uh, any number of ways. And sometime down the line, uh, you know, many years later, he then finds out about his kids. Well, specifically, he finds out about Luke Skywalker. And that storyline is so central to the story of Dr. Afra. It gives you uh, so much uh, of a view into what Vader is thinking and wanting at that time, trying to find, as he's investigating, trying to find out who's hidden all this from him. Um, likewise, the, uh, the current uh, Vader uh, 2020 series, where he's teaming up with uh, people from uh, Padme's past, to try and investigate what happened to Padme, etc. Um, it's just there's all these different layers that f- weave everything together from earlier parts and later parts. It's just it's it's great. It it fills out Vader as a character in a way that I feel like the movies by themselves don't do a fantastic job. Um, I mean, if you look at his entire arc, it's it's a six it, it, from a very basic sense. It's a six movie arc. I mean, you've got. He's a little boy. He's scared to leave his mom. He joins the Jedi Order anyway, sort of. They don't really want him, but he ends up joining them anyway. He spends his time trying to prove himself. He's a teenager who really wants to be the best and whatever, and is you know fighting to do that. Um, gets in the middle of a war, serves as a general in, in the war with his mentor, ends up being twisted in his, his desire for Padme twists him to the dark side, causes him to essentially kill her um, with Palpatine's participation in a sense. I mean, this depends on if you believe in that, that theory that, that it was literally um, a, a ritual or a Sith uh, ritual that drained uh, Padme's life energy when Anakin was dying on the operating table and brought him back as, as Darth Vader. Um, which is, is, I think it's open for interpretation, but it's the interpretation that I most prefer because I think it's the most interesting um, and explains, you know, where, uh, h- how he became what he was. But still, at that point, you know, okay, then he's that. And then what happens in the, in the interim time between, you know, and then, okay, has, this kid blows up the Death Star. Oh, by the way, I'm your father. And then uh, Luke turns himself in and... They tries to turn his father back to the light side and ultimately succeeds and Darth Vader dies. And it's it's a fine story, and I know it's the thing that, for a lot of people, is the core of Star Wars. Um, but there's so much in those blanks that if you don't have the ancillary materials, I feel like you're missing out on a lot. I think there's there's a lot of nuance behind what Vader wants and is. Uh, that that these stories do a good job of showing, you know, even when he is at his, you know, height of his power, he's still in the background pursuing a way to bring Padme back. That's the only thing he really wants. He's still weak. He still has emotions. He still cares about her and uh, what happened to her. Um, it makes it makes his redemption at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi a little bit more palatable for me. His idea that, oh, he's my son and he's being killed by the Emperor and that's bad and I'm good now. Like, that's that's really hard for me to take. Uh, I kind of feel the same way about Ben Solo changing back from being Kylo Ren uh, after, you know, his fight with uh, Rey. So, although I think that at least, I, I don't know, that, that feels 
better. Like there's an arc there. You can you can tell he's been struggling to be on the dark side. And, and this is this is I guess like kind of the difference between Kylo Ren and Darth Vader for me is that Kylo Ren I feel like is very much straddling that line between light and dark. It is more of a struggle within him. He is more uh, he he's conflicted in a way that I don't feel like at least in the original movies I don't feel like Darth Vader seems conflicted. Obviously, then when you see this other material, it it shows that he really is a lot more conflicted than we would have been led to believe. Um, so I think those materials make make that side, that part of the story a lot richer. I think it's I think it's an improvement. So anyway, uh, having jumping around to these various points in the timeline right now. So you know the fact that I'm going through Vader Immortal right now, the fa- or that I've gone through it, uh, the fact that I'm reading or listening to, I guess I should say, the uh, audiobook of Doctor Afra. Like all of that kind of together is this this Time Invaders timeline, which are not the same times, um, but they're a period of time in Vader's timeline where he is doing other things. He's not just the big bad evil Lord of the Sith. He has other motivations. He has other interests. He has other things he's trying to do, and there's still some Anakin there, and I, I like that. Uh, so anyway, that, let's say five items to speak. First two, Vader Immortal, episodes two and three. Um, it's It's great. Uh, I really appreciate what they did with VR to tell the story. I thought they told an interesting story without spoiling too much about the story in specifics. Um, there is a thing that they used for a storytelling method a couple of times where they actually animated something in VR. And let me just tell you, um, that is absolutely gorgeous. Like, yes, the normal set pieces, the settings, the characters, the, temple that you're in the lightsabers the the stairs you're climbing like all of those things they're rendered well they look good they're believable the particle effects are good everything looks really really great um but the actual little uh storyline pieces where they where they animate it and are telling a story of what happened on mustafar in the past uh those are just some amazingly gorgeous stuff and in fact, there were a couple times uh, during this because, of course, the, their draw things are being drawn as you're watching it. You actually end up like kind of spinning around while you're looking just to see everything as it's appearing. It's it's just it's gorgeous. It's so well done, um, and it's it's an interesting style. I'd love to see more of that. I think that's a thing that you know people are trying to render things in VR that are very realistic looking and sp- you know whatever. But there's there's room for these stylized experiences that I think would be very very interesting and compelling as well. Uh, so so those are the first two items from this week. Uh, next up was Darth Vader, the 2020 comic series. That's a Marvel comic, um, issue number three that was released. And we have the Star Wars Adventures comic, Shadow of Vader's Castle. And then lastly, uh, we have The Mandalorian, season two, episode two. Which, again, The Mandalorian is great. And, uh, yeah. It's so recent, I don't feel comfortable talking a lot about what happens. Short of, if you like The Mandalorian Season 1, you should watch Season 2. Just do it. That, that's my that's my review. Um, there, it has a feel. It has a sense to it. There's some world building, and it's got its own look and feel that, that is still Star Wars, but it's still its own thing as well. Uh, so, excellent stuff there. So then, that uh, puts us in a situation. So we have 131 items left. 71, 77 of which are not released yet. 30 of those are comic stories, some of which will not be out this year, as I've mentioned before. 
there are 40 short stories which are being released. I think it's either tomorrow or the day after is when the book comes out. So uh, those 40 short stories will be dropping out of the not out yet and into the out now list. Um, there are six more episodes of The Mandalorian coming this year. So that's coming, you know, each Friday, supposedly. And then there's the Oculus Quest exclusive Tales from Galaxy's Edge game that I'm not probably going to end up playing this for a while. So coming, as I mentioned, coming out this week is From a Certain Point of View, The Empire Strikes Back. That's 40 short stories in one book. Uh, Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 3. And the Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge Oculus Rift uh, VR experience. So that's what's coming out this week. Um, beyond those new things that are that are arriving, uh, we also have the f remaining 54 items left to work uh, in the project, and that's seven video games, five audiobooks, four, and 40 books, a theme park land, and a young readers. So as I mentioned, I am in the middle of uh, reading the new Thrawn Ascendancy book, um, also in the middle of about the two-thirds mark on as well, the Dr. Afro audiobook. I also went and found um, the... Uh, there are the four uh, different uh, Choose Your Destiny audio skill things on Amazon, uh, Alexa. Um, it turns out, so I had originally been given the impression that you had to have the... Uh, what was called free time now it's called kids plus or something like that you had to have a subscription to those to to get those it's actually not true so it turns out that they there is one story that seems to come with the uh with the the skill which is free and that is a han and chewy adventure and then there are three additional stories that you can pay for and it's like eight bucks for all three of them uh so Rather than pay for a full year of Amazon free time or pay more than eight bucks for one month, I think I just went ahead and, and picked up the the three uh, the three additional ones. So I did start uh, going through the Han and Chewie adventure very briefly just to understand how the me mechanics of it worked, um, and then I jumped to the uh, one of the other ones. It's a, a bounty, not a bounty hunter story. Excuse me. It's a, a smuggler story is is one of them and it that's supposed to be a shorter one so what i'm finding very interesting about that one so far uh, and i i've started digging into it and i'm probably about six or seven choices in i think in the story basically it branches and nearly every single time it branches there's a good answer and there's a bad answer and the bad answer ends to a the the book is or the story is over um that's not completely true there's occasionally like the very first choice uh branches to a second choice both both paths of which are our end of story so i'm attempting to you know map my way through this to try and get a sense of here's the here's the path to the good ending because i'm assuming this these are going to work like the the um uh novels the or the short uh kids choose your own destiny books go which is they have one good ending and everything else is a bad ending or a not as not a satisfying ending and only one of them is canon and that's the good ending. So assuming that's the way it's going to work, I, as I'm going through this, I'm trying to chart my path. They do give you some uh, navigation features, which you know with a book is a little harder to jump back to the previous decisions at 
you know, sequentially, but the, there is uh, some bookmarking in, in this that lets you go back to the last major choice. However, when it says the last major choice, they don't really mean the last major choice necessarily. So like in the example I gave you where the very first choice you're presented with, if one choice is the wrong path and takes you to another choice that both answers are wrong. But when you jump back from that, it actually takes you back to the first choice, not the second one. So it's kind of goofy how that works. Um, as, as, as I said, I'm mapping the paths through this to get the good ending, um, assuming there is only one. As, as it is in the books so far of, of that series. Um, so I'll have those available as, as a path for people to understand. You know, like, if you want to just read the canonical version of the story, here you go. So that's something I'm working on as well. Obviously, that means I'm spread out among a bunch of different uh, work right now in, in the uh, timeline. So uh, it, it is... <laughs> I, I, and it's not what I should be doing. Uh, if you really look at what I should be doing, yes, all those other things do matter and need to happen eventually. But really, I should pretty much just be reading, like actual reading, not audiobooks, not anything else. Just read. Um, for whatever reason, I've been finding that very hard to do. Part of it, I think, is because I did pick uh, the first book that was next to read on my on my list is earliest in the timeline of what was left, and is also an, it was a nice chewy chunky. 388 page book um about about thrawn which as much as i enjoy it and i definitely am it is it is hefty it is more time consuming to read because it's written at a higher level there's just a little bit more there's a little more heft to it so it's kind of one of those things i know i have a lot of 100 page 120 page books left to read that are for younger audiences do i just do all of those next is that a good strategy for me at this point to just because I know that they are a faster read, knock out as many of those as I can as quickly as I can, and then see where that leaves me as far as actual pages left to read and the time remaining. I mean, that that's one possibility. I am considering it. Um, I haven't quite decided yet. I know I am definitely going to finish the book I'm reading now, um, and then we'll see. But um, yeah, that's where I are with that. So that's uh, my progress for this week. Um, not much else to share at this time, uh, obviously, because uh, I am enjoying what I'm reading. I will say one thing I didn't mention in the Dr. Afra section that I meant to. Um, I am enjoying it, but I do have some of the same issues and complaints with it that I did with the uh, with the uh, Dooku uh, audiobook exclusive as well, which is that it is fully acted and the acting is not always ideal. And the sound effects and and uh, music cues they're using also f don't always fit perfectly well. Um, I think their casting of Dr. Afra is pretty good, uh, but it is a little bit frustrating because so much of this is her narrating her journal, essentially. Um, I am finding it a little bit frustrating um, just to listen to. I, I'm, I like Dr. Afra's character. I like who she is and what she represents. And I, I, I don't, not that she's necessarily a, a good person, uh, but I think she's interesting. But I am having a hard time with uh, who she is and then the fact that she's recording journal entries about it all. It just, everything is from her perspective and her perspective is kind of warped and, 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 and strange. And she does, as she even mentions, she talks a lot. So it's it's uh, I definitely am enjoying it more than the uh, Dooku audiobook from months ago, but it's still not my favorite. Uh, 
Um, but it is, it is still interesting. And like I said, I, I do really like Dr. Aphra, the, the comics. So I'm going to have to go back and look at those since I read them so long ago at this point. I need to see, is there a lot more in this audiobook that it's not in the comics or not? And I, it's real hard to say. I feel like they do follow the same storyline. I don't think there's a lot of new things that happen. It's more a question of details and motivations because you, because you are essentially in Afra's head as she's explaining what's going on uh, via her journal entries. Um, you get to sense a better sense of motivations and reasons and why the whys and wherefores. So where I might just say that this overlaps content and you could skip it, I'm not sure that that's necessarily the, the right answer in this case. Um, I guess we'll see more when I'm done with it. But uh, at the moment, I'm leaning towards saying the, the comics are the canonical version, but you should probably, if you like them, go ahead and listen to the audiobook as well. That's where I'm leaning at the moment. I guess we'll see. Um, and there we go. So I guess with that, I'll get back to more reading. And I will talk to you all again in a week. Hope you have a great week.